This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hotbed presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. We are less than a week away, folks, from the start of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. If you checked in online and used hashtag Stanley Cup for the first time in basically 10 years, Twitter has a new little emoji next to it. Instead of just the Stanley Cup, now there's hands raising the Stanley Cup, which we can assume is Steven Stamkos because the jersey color is blue. I don't know if that's supposed to be a prediction for a three-peat. Maybe it's a prediction for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Take it however you will. Nonetheless, we are less than a week away from the greatest tournament in all of sports, the Stanley Cup playoffs. And thankfully, because the last week of the regular season can sometimes be a drag, can sometimes be a bore because there's a lot of teams that are already out of it. There's a lot of teams that can't do anything because they're locked into their position, so they don't care. When I say that, I point to the game on TNT on Sunday. Pittsburgh Penguins, Philadelphia Flyers. Neither of those teams, even though the Pittsburgh Penguins can finish in one of three spots still in the Eastern Conference, neither of those teams gave two shits about that game. It was horrific hockey. I liken it to the exhibition game they played in the Toronto bubble because the fans weren't even in it. It was it was boring. And that's sometimes what you get in the last two weeks, last week of the regular season. But thankfully, the NHL has been so gracious to us this year that there are so many races that are heating up at just the right time. Specifically tonight, it is Tuesday, April 26th of 2022, and there are five or six games with major implications to the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's one that obviously stands out, and that's where we're going to start. But there are several games on tonight's slate. Last night, if you were forced to watch Blackhawks versus Flyers, I apologize to you. I did not watch that. That was the only game on the NHL slate last night. I don't think anybody cared in that game. Both teams have been out of it for a month. But tonight, they make up for it tenfold. Great matchups, important matchups, starting in Vegas. The Dallas Stars taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. When you talk about epic matchups with high stakes, this is the game that everybody's waiting for in the regular season right now. The Dallas Stars, if they win this one in regulation, they clinch a playoff spot. The Vegas Golden Knights, thought to be a powerhouse, still up until basically a week ago, was a team that had pretty good odds on show sponsor DraftKings to win the Stanley Cup. And now for the first time in their franchise's history, they might not be making the postseason. A team that features Alex Petrangelo, Jack Eichel, Max Pacioretty, Mark Stone. They might miss the playoffs for the first time in Vegas Golden Knight history in their fifth year of existence. If they lose tonight, it's basically over. It's not mathematically eliminated if they lose. But Nashville would need to get one point. The Predators also in action later this evening. But Nashville would need one point in their last three games 
to eliminate Vegas mathematically. So, of course, they're up against it. But you know what they say, Vegas always has the odds in their favor because the house always wins. So we'll see what happens in tonight's game. It should be interesting. We'll have to keep an eye out for whether or not Robin Leonard is actually going to play. I don't think he is. Logan Thompson's been playing the last couple of games. There was that really weird social media, I guess, beef between Pete DeBoer, the coach, and anybody else that is covering this team. Jesse Granger of The Athletic put out that Robin Leonard's season is over. He's going to need season-ending surgery. And then an hour later, Pete DeBoer in a press conference says, I don't know where you got that from. I think this guy is literally just trying to backpedal his way into keeping his job after this season. Because when you have that much talent, I understand there's injuries. I understand the weird situation with Evgeny Dodonov at the trade deadline. I understand the salary cap is rough. But you can't miss the playoffs with that team. You just can't. So he might be trying to backpedal, might be trying to save face a little bit. Tonight is the night, though. Because if they don't show up tonight where they lost the Sharks in a shootout with everything on the line, otherwise they wouldn't be in this dire situation. This could potentially be to put them into a playoff spot if they hadn't fumbled the ball over the entire weekend. So a massive game here for the Vegas Golden Knights. The Dallas Stars, if you're looking at this, you're saying, okay, win and we clinch, or in regulation, I should say. Even if we don't, who expected the Dallas Stars to make the playoffs this year? I mean, yeah, understandable they're a team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2020, but that was a a miracle run, right? Anton Hudobin, that whole story, it was great. And then, of course, they ran into the Tampa Bay Lightning, and, and such things happen in the last couple of years. But for the Dallas Stars, they've been a team where they've been the best team in the league one week and the worst team in the league the next week. They've been so inconsistent the entire year that if they make the playoffs... Right now, their prize would be either Calgary or Colorado. So I don't give them much of a chance, but as I said in the NBA playoffs, whenever I was covering that, I thought that would go the same exact way. But unfortunately, you know, you look at the NBA playoffs, they're crazier this year than ever. So you never know with the NHL playoffs. I think Calgary is still my favorite. Not I think. I know Calgary is still my favorite. Colorado is still a house of fire. They're great in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, at least the last three years they have been. So, regardless, it's going to be a tough stretch and a tough sell for the Dallas Stars if they get in. But nonetheless, you want some bragging rights about being the team that knocked Vegas out for the very first time in their franchise's history. So that's going to be a fun game tonight. That is the game to watch. There's other good games, but that will be the game to watch. If you're on the East Coast, you got to stay up a little later to watch that one. If you're on the West Coast, prime time for you. But I will definitely be watching Dallas versus Vegas. It'll be very interesting. Stakes are as high in that game as in any other game that you will see this week. But there are other games that are pretty good as well. I'm going to bounce over to the Eastern Conference here for the rest of this segment just because the East has been historic all year long. When it comes to which teams are going to be in the playoffs, I've said it for weeks now because it's been determined since basically Christmas that the eight teams that are sitting in the playoffs now were the eight teams that were sitting in the playoffs on Christmas, and there really wasn't a debate about anybody else. The Islanders have made a really good run since January, but their start was so pathetic that they were not going to be able to overcome those odds. The Detroit Red Wings were great up until Christmas, but when you look at their strength of schedule in the first half of the year, they were playing a lot of cupcakes. They were playing a lot of teams that are right now below them in the standings. And the second half of the year was just an absolute gauntlet. 
So realistically, the Eastern Conference playoff field has been set for about three or four months now. But it set history nonetheless earlier this week. Over the weekend, I should say. They became the first conference full of playoff teams. For the first time in NHL history, every single Eastern Conference playoff team has over 100 standings points. From number one to number eight. Not to mention the fact that the Florida Panthers haven't lost a game basically since way be- since two weeks before St. Patrick's Day. I think they're 22-2-1 since then. So the East has been extremely, extremely good and top-heavy. That's what I hear there. Of course, the league wants variety. The league wants these close races late into the season. They just didn't get it with the Eastern Conference. Now, the only team that has figured out exactly where they're going to finish is the Florida Panthers. They're going to be the President's Trophy winners. They're going to be the number one seed in the East. But the other seven teams below them, there's a lot of jockeying going on. We don't know a single matchup, and we're less than a week away to the playoffs. I like that. I mean, especially if there's not going to be any drama for who's in and who's out. I like the fact that we are six days away, and we have no idea what any of the matchups are going to be. Realistically, in the playoffs, there's only one matchup that is sealed. And we'll talk about that in the second segment. But a couple of games tonight could really help us get towards that. Help us figure out who's going to finish where, who's going to win the Metropolitan Division, who's going to be the wild card, who's going to be the three seed, who has home ice advantage. First and foremost, the best game on the slate tonight in the Eastern Conference, the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. The top two teams in the Metropolitan Division, the Rangers mathematically still have a chance to win the Metro. If you would have said that at the beginning of the season, A lot of people didn't even think the Rangers were going to make it to the playoffs this year. Let alone win the Metropolitan Division, which was widely regarded at the beginning of the year as the best division in hockey. A win tonight, obviously four-point swing against the Carolina Hurricanes. They have their third-string goalie going tonight. It was a scare over the weekend. Carolina already down Freddie Anderson, their starter, their star, their all-star this year is out week to week. They got good news on him. He should be good by the start of the playoffs. Doesn't help him out for tonight. Auntie Ronto went down over the weekend too. They thought they were going to have to relegate their team to a third string goalie potentially for the start of the playoffs. Luckily for them, Ronta seems to be okay after that scare. It looked like a pulled groin, which could be anywhere from a week to the rest of the season. Luckily, it seems like he'll be backing up tonight against the Rangers. They still have their third-string goalie in there, but they will get a full complement of goaltenders by the playoffs. But for Carolina tonight, if they win, they clinch the division title. At the very least, they'll be second seed in the East, which is pretty good. They'll take on a, a wild card team, which, you know, I mentioned it, Every team has over 100 points, so either way, they're going to play someone difficult. It's just a matter of who, and it's just a matter of potential playoff seeding going further into the playoffs. But for the first round's sake, and for potentially a nice little feather in the cap for Rod Brindamore and his boys, a division title, they need to win that game tonight. For the Rangers, they have a game in hand, but they're down four points. So they realistically need to win out, including this game tonight against Carolina, obviously the biggest of all of them. But for them, again, the stakes aren't as high because they clinched home ice. 
The lowest they can finish is second place in the Metropolitan Division. They will open up the playoffs at the historic Madison Square Garden, no matter what happens. But nonetheless, a battle of two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference where there is something at stake. I'm sure both teams are trying not to get injured. Who knows if Igor Shosturkin even starts in this one. But there's still a little bit at stake here, so I think it's going to be a really good game. The last one I want to talk about in this segment is the Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Edmonton Oilers. The question that I asked yesterday on my other podcast, The Tip of the Iceberg, and I I posed this question to my co-host Nick Horwat. I said, does the NHL care about Crosby versus McDavid anymore? It really doesn't seem so, considering where this game is placed. If it wasn't for the rescheduling of Penguins Blue Jackets, this would have been the last game, I believe, on the Penguins schedule. If not, it's still the second to last game on the Pittsburgh Penguins schedule. Both of these teams have clinched the playoffs. Edmonton can clinch home ice advantage with a win, but they can do that in their last two games as well. They have two more after this one. All they need is two points to clinch home ice advantage over the LA Kings who are currently sitting in the third seed in the Pacific Division. The Penguins are a much more, I should say they're in a much more volatile position. Because right now they're sitting in third place in the Metropolitan Division, which is the highest they can finish. But they could also potentially finish in Wild Card 1 or Wild Card 2, which if they fall the whole way to 2, they got to go head-to-head with the Florida Panthers. And I'm not sure anybody wants to run into that buzzsaw the way that they're playing right now. So this game means something. Not to mention the fact that it's Crosby versus McDavid. It's nationally televised on ESPN. We're supposed to care about this game, but do we? Do they care about this game? I mean, you watch the Pittsburgh Penguins. If they couldn't get up for a road game against the Philadelphia Flyers on national television on a weekend day, I'm not sure why on a Tuesday evening when they've clinched the playoffs, when they're going to face a buzzsaw no matter what, because that's just what the East is, I don't know if they're going to show up that much more today than they did this weekend. They barely showed up on Saturday against the Red Wings. They still won 7-2 because that's how bad the Red Wings goaltenders have been. But what's going to happen here? Like, is it going to be the competitive edge? Crosby versus McDavid? Are those two just going to go head-to-head? I mean, I'd be fine with that. That would be entertaining enough. But these guys don't want to get injured. The prize is not a win in the penultimate game of the season, at least for the Penguins, the third to last game for the Oilers. The prize is the Stanley Cup. And if either of these guys get injured, first of all, it would be devastating to the Stanley Cup playoffs ratings because you cannot have guys like this go down. We saw it on the weekend. Alex Ovechkin got injured. It looked bad. It looked like a shoulder injury, which he's a machine. He'll probably play regardless. But you don't want your stars getting hurt in the last two weeks of the season. So how much fire, how much intensity is there going to be in this game between two teams that play twice a year, didn't play each other last year, played once this year, and that was way back in December. There's not much animosity to begin with. It'll still be a lot of talent on the ice, and I think that's why you tune in. If you if you want to watch a talented... Hockey game, if you want to watch Crosby versus McDavid, who knows how many more times we get to see it. Maybe four, maybe five, maybe six more times. We've only seen it a handful of times already. So I guess it is almost a a very unique matchup 
that we don't get to see very often. So if you're if intrigued by that, tune in. But realistically, I don't think these two teams are going to give a whole lot of, of extraneous effort. There's not going to be a lot of shot blocking. There's not going to be a lot of body checking in this game, if I had to guess. But nonetheless, the stakes are still there for both teams, which is nice to see in the last week of the season that you have two playoff teams, even in opposite conferences, that have something to play for, at least. So Penguins-Oilers, I'm going to watch it because I cover the team. But if I had my pick, it's Hurricanes-Rangers, then I'm flipping the channel to, to Stars-Golden Knights. That's, that's the premium schedule for an NHL viewer tonight. Nonetheless, there are more games on this slate. On the Tuesday before the playoffs that have ridiculous and massive implications for matchups in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But there is only one matchup that is already determined. And it's just a matter of who gets home ice. We'll talk about that right after the break here on the Hockey Hotbed. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THBN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network, as well as DraftKings. Make sure you use promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for great odds and even better opportunities. We're talking about tonight's slate in the National Hockey League, as there are plenty of teams with stuff left to play for, even though most of the league is eliminated from contention or has already clinched a playoff spot. The Western Conference, there are still three spots to go with six days left in the season. However, there is one matchup that is solidified for the first round of the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs, and that is from the Central Division. The Minnesota Wild will take on the St. Louis Blues. That was shored up about five days ago. So these two teams, I believe they played each other when they already knew they were playing in the playoffs, which is always a fun little exercise in the National Hockey League regular season. We love to see it. But right now, the only thing that those two teams have left to play for is home ice. And everybody always says, for good reason, how important home ice advantage is 
in the playoffs. Both of these two teams know it. The St. Louis Blues, despite being the bottom seed in the Western Conference going into the 2019 Stanley Cup, were able to win the Stanley Cup Finals for one reason, one reason only. They were good on the road. If you're not good on the road, you have a hard time making it through this pack. So home ice is vastly, vastly important, especially if you're a Minnesota Wild team that has the most hype it has ever had in its franchise's history due to Kirill Kaprizov having an all-time season, the first 100-point scorer in Minnesota Wild franchise history. Does it in his second season? He's absolutely phenomenal. This series will be a banger, folks. This will be probably one of if not the best series in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I'm very excited to have a week run up to think about it, to marinate on it, to get excited about it. And you should too for multiple, multiple reasons. But there is still some business left to be had for both of these teams in the regular season because of that home ice advantage we talked about. Both of them in action tonight. The Blues taking on the Colorado Avalanche, obviously the second best team in the National Hockey League. That's a tough place to play. The Avs are the best team at home in the National Hockey League this season at Ball Arena over there in Denver. They're tough to beat regardless. And they're a team that is young. They're a team that is hungry. And they're a team that has not won jack shit yet. So you know they're not going to rest on their laurels for playoffs. They don't want to get hurt. That's for sure. Neither did the Blues. So there's going to be that basic understanding, even though these two teams are division rivals. But it's still going to be intense. The Blues are always intense. That's just the way that they play. And that's from their head coach. That's from Chief Craig Berube. That's why they play that style. So if you think that similar to Penguins, Oilers, those two teams, I said, they're not going to get intense tonight. There's not going to be that intensity that you usually see in a game that has stakes like this. In this one, though, Blues, Avs, it's going to be intense. This is a much better matchup when it comes to teams that care about nominal things like home ice advantage or for the Avs, care about ruining home ice advantage for the St. Louis Blues. For the Avs, the only thing that they really have a prayer at is a long shot at the President's Trophy. For a while, it seemed like they were a shoe in for it, but the Panthers, as we talked about in segment one, just went off. So the Avs, like I said, have nothing really to play for, but that is a much more difficult game for St. Louis than Minnesota has tonight. Minnesota will be on the road taking on the Arizona Coyotes, a team that at this point is just hoping and praying that Shane Wright becomes the Coyote next year. Because, I mean, it's a team that has had a rough season. Let's not lie. And it's going to be a rough offseason as well because a guy like Phil Kessel is not coming back. Who knows what they're going to do with Jacob Chikrin. He, they thought he was going to get traded. He got injured instead. So there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen for the Coyotes in the offseason. We'll get into all of it on this podcast. Just not on this episode. But the Minnesota Wild, if they need to take care of business, they have a game in hand. And they're tied in points. Now, the only thing that doesn't go towards Minnesota's way is the fact that St. Louis is going to hold the tiebreaker. Even if the Wild win out their last three games, the Blues, if they can finish tied, will have home ice advantage because they have more regulation wins and they will finish with more regulation wins than the Minnesota Wild. 
But like I said, a game in hand. Tonight they take on the Coyotes. The Blues have the Avalanche. It's going to be a dogfight. Both teams have 109 points. And like I said, three games left for the Wild, two left for the Blues. But this series, I mean, who's going to be in net for, for St. Louis is the biggest question to me. Because Jordan Bennington, at the beginning of the season, was so bad. Which is why he gave up the net to Billy Husso. And Billy Husso has been a godsend for the St. Louis Blues. He was great for the majority of this season. But the problem is, Bennington has come back. Bennington, I guess we can just call it as it is. Even though he's getting paid to be an NHL star caliber goaltender. He is a March, April, May, and June goaltender. Everything before that, not so great. At least this season. And, I mean, the Blues didn't have him until the beginning of the 2019 calendar year. So, nonetheless, who's in that there? Who's on first? I, I don't know. Third base. Jordan Bennington or Billy Husa? We'll have to wait and see. That's the biggest question mark there for the Colorado, sorry, for the Minnesota Wild, excuse me. Not very many question marks. They have two really good goaltenders as well. Cam Talbot was an all-star this year for good reason, and he has continued to play really well, even though... Marc-Andre Fleury was acquired at the deadline to come in and create a little bit of competition. But if there's anybody that knows how to share a net and be successful in the postseason, it's Marc-Andre Fleury. He did it in 2016. He did it in 2017 even better because he won the first two series for the Penguins. And if you forget, he was really bad in the 2013 playoffs for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So he shared the net with Tomas Vokun, and that team went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals with their backup goalie. And Fleury was A-OK to start the next season. So it depends on which Fleury the Wild get. If they get 2018 Vegas Golden Knights Marc-Andre Fleury, he's probably going to be the guy. Because that guy was phenomenal. But if they do get 2013 Pittsburgh Penguins Marc-Andre Fleury, at least they have Cam Talbot. Which, nothing against Tomas Vokun, but Talbot is a much more reliable option than Vokun was back in the day. It's not a starter backup conversation there. It's a 1A, 1B conversation, which a lot of the NHL has turned to. But other than the goalie questions, both of these teams are solid, steady, heavy teams that are gonna they're gonna bully each other, really. To, to put it bluntly. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be an absolute knockdown, drag out brawl for seven games. Because yes, I'm predicting this will go seven games. If you can get that, which you should be able to once the regular season ends at show sponsor DraftKings, pick how many games it's going to go. This one should go seven. The only way I see this one going less than seven is if one of the goaltenders takes over. There's four guys to pick from. If one of them takes over and becomes Patrick Waugh, then that's how the series is going to go. That's the only way that that'll even happen. But nonetheless, two important games tonight for those teams. They're tied in points. Minnesota has the game in hand. We'll see who's on top after tonight. St. Louis at Colorado should be a good matchup regardless. Minnesota at Arizona. Listen, the Yotes have nothing to play for, therefore nothing to lose. 
This is a team that has had nothing to lose basically for the last three seasons. If you saw the ticket prices for their stadium at Arizona State University next year, and I know it, it's, it is comical, especially to think that somebody's going to pay $100, $110 for the minimum priced ticket there. But you also have to realize it's probably going to be a pretty cool atmosphere. I mean, Coyotes fans, the ones that they do have are diehard because they had to be, and they've had to be. Arizona, if we've learned anything from the Phoenix Suns, if we've learned anything from the Arizona Cardinals, not as much as the Diamondbacks, it's that that is is a top fan base in sports. It's a large city, underratedly so. It's an underrated sports city. So if they can put anything on the ice, any sort of interesting product, if they go out and get Shane Wright, then that place will be full. And it'll be a really cool atmosphere. So I don't know why I went into that. I think I just always feel the need to defend the Arizona Coyotes because nobody outside of that state does. But uh, nonetheless, why not go out there and ruin someone's day? And that's what they're going to try to do tonight against the Minnesota Wild. Before we get going on this episode of the Hockey Hotbed, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to discuss the Mastogen Trophy because the nominees for all 32 teams were announced on Monday afternoon or Monday throughout the day, I should say. And it is, in my opinion, the trophy that means the most to the players. It's either that or the Ted Lindsay Award, which is the uh, pretty much the actual MVP award, the one voted on by their players, their peers. But the Masterton Trophy is awarded every year to the player that best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the game of hockey. Every year, every team gets a nomination, and then one guy wins it all. This year, I just want to, you know, before, I don't want to predict who's going to win it because there are so many good stories in the league this year, and they're highlighted in the names that I'm about to read off. But I did want to read off the names of the nominees of all three 32 teams before we get going here today. Starting with the Anaheim Ducks, Ryan Getzloff. It's his last ride. He had a beautiful assist. I'm not going to go into all of these ones, but Ryan Getzloff had a beautiful assist in his last home game for Anaheim. He is the Ducks Masterton Trophy nominee. Very deserving. Arizona Coyotes, Andrew Ladd. Boston Bruins, Jake DeBrusque. That one I do want to touch on a little bit. This guy requested a trade in training camp, and he's still with the Bruins. He signed an extension with the Bruins. Not only that, it's not like he put his tail between his legs and said, you know what, I'm just going to phone it in because I want to be traded. The guy has been really good, specifically in the second half of the season for the Boston Bruins. He's going to be an integral part to whatever playoff push they're able to have. So Boston Bruins, Jake DeBrusque. Buffalo Sabres, Kyle Ocposo. Calgary Flames, Chris Tanev. Carolina Hurricanes, Antti Ranta. Chicago Blackhawks, Dylan Strom. Colorado Avalanche, Jack Johnson. Columbus Blue Jackets, Justin Danforth. Dallas Stars, Tyler Sagan. Detroit Red Wings, Mark Stahl. Edmonton Oilers, Chris Russell. Florida Panthers, Anthony the Duke Duclair. LA Kings, Blake Lazat. Minnesota Wild, Jared Spurgeon. Montreal Canadiens, and this one could be a finalist, Carey Price. The fact that he has returned to play in any games after that hip surgery, what he was able to do for his team last season, I know that doesn't get taken into account, but the fact that he was able to return, you saw how much that meant to everyone around the league. He said Sidney Crosby was texting him, a lot of other stars were texting him. Carey Price is a really large and really important figure in this league. One of the nicest guys 
in the National Hockey League. Congratulations to him on returning to the sport and also on his Masterton Trophy nomination. Mark Borvievsky from Nashville. Nico Heeshier from the New Jersey Devils. Zdeno Chara, Big Z from the Islanders. Chris Kreider from the Rangers. Anton Forsberg from the Ottawa Senators. Kevin Hayes from the Philadelphia Flyers. Brian Boyle from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Brent Burns from the San Jose Sharks. Jaden Swartz from the Seattle Kraken. Vladimir Tarasenko, similar situation. This is a guy that requested a trade on the day of the last Stanley Cup Finals game last season. Not only is playing for the St. Louis Blues, but is excelling in his role. A great season for Vladimir Tarasenko. Alex Kalorn for Tampa. Andre Kasha for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Luke Shen for the Canucks. Jack Eichel, obviously, we detailed, we chronicled his entire story. Getting traded, the next surgery, returning to the sport for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's probably going to be a finalist, in my opinion. Nick Backstrom dealt with injury, came back. Obviously, consummate professional scored his 1,000th point this year. Or played in his 1,000th game. I can't remember which one. But he is the Washington Capitals nomination. And Josh Morrissey for the Winnipeg Jets. Those are the 32 nominees for the Masterton Trophy in the National Hockey League. Once again, given to the player that best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the game of hockey. So congratulations to those guys. I'm excited for tonight's matchups. I'm excited for the Stanley Cup playoffs because we're less than a week away. It's going to be a lot of fun. It can go anyway, really. There's a lot of favorites. Panthers are great. Avs have been great. But realistically, the Eastern Conference is a gauntlet. The Western Conference could turn into a shitstorm at any moment. I'm excited. It's going to be great. The playoffs are going to be great. Everything's just going to be great. I said it plenty of times at the end of this podcast. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Hockey Hotbed. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys on Friday. Have a great week, hockey fans.